0: What's going on, everybody, and welcome to a locked on MLB crossover. Of course, the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Detroit Tigers are battling in a short two game series to begin the month of May. Well, the first full week of May. And of course, my name is Ethan Smith. You I am the voice, and you've heard my voice at nauseam over at the Locked On Pirates podcast. To my right, that is Scott Bentley, who honestly has one of the better Twitter handles I've seen in a while in Bentley Scotty. You know, you can't go too wrong with that. He is the host of the Locked on Tigers podcast, all Detroit sports. Uh, That is Scott over there for you. I'm all Pittsburgh. Obviously, as you see, the Lions banner in his background, the Steelers banner in mine. The only difference is the Steelers banner has a few things the Lions have not had the pleasure of getting before. But I am a Lions fan on the side because I was a big Matthew Stafford guy. But you guys are here to listen and talk about baseball and of course thank you for making me and Scott your first listen of the day here on Tuesday, May 3rd. It's going to be a fun little two-game series, Scott, and this is the first time these two teams meet. I believe they meet one more time in PNC way way later in the year. And based off a of first glance, as I asked you before we started recording, when I heard that we were playing the Tigers, I did not expect you guys with the moves you made in the offseason to be 7 and 14 up to this point. Um Dwell into that a little bit. What's going on over here in Detroit?
1: Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot at the plate. I'll tell you that. Um, I, I think there is some of the most frustration I think I've ever seen from this fan base in my 24 years on this planet. Um, it's not. It's not great, and uh, there are a lot of people rightfully very upset. And it starts and ends with the fact that this offense is. St- laboring I mean it's it's really really rough uh we have I I think I read through uh, for our lineup in Sunday's game against the Dodgers we had three or maybe even four players who all had an OPS in the 400s or worse um like I mean it's it's really is brutal and Javi has been great and honestly without him uh, we would probably be like a two-win team. <laughs> like, he is, like, legitimately single-handedly won. Uh, like, I-, I mean, I can count off the top of my head at least three games. Um, and then Austin Meadows has been fantastic. And outside of those two, uh, the entire offense has really been struggling. The starting pitching outside of Tarek Skubal has really been struggling. Uh, but the bullpen's great. But, I mean – How much pressure is there when you're really losing almost every single game? So uh, it's, it's really starts and ends with just horrible production at the plate and the inability to drive in any runs. Yeah,
0: and that's a problem that Pirates have even had, because when you said that to me initially, I was like, oh, the Pirates are kind of having that issue, uh, mainly because if you look average-wise, they only have two players who are above a 300 average this early in the year right now, and that would be Key Brian Hayes and Tukapita Marcano. Marcano, of course, has that in two at-bats. Hayes, of course, in 72. And then you look at OPSs as well. I mean, their OPSs aren't in the 400s, as you mentioned, uh, more close to the, like the 6 and the 500s. but this sounds like it's going to be that kind of series where the bullpens are going to really make or break what happens here. And that's kind of what's been the story of the pirate season so far. Will Crow, David Bednar, Dylan Peters, um, Chris Stratton. Those guys have all been very good, very solid this far, this far this year. But you mentioned you guys were having issues hitting. Can I interest you in a 4.99 combined ERA on this uh, ball club right now? And also – Fun fact, a team that still does not have a win from a starter. so that may wow. that may play in your favor. It may not, but we'll see. that's, uh, that's
1: a stat right there.
0: Yeah, I believe it was the first it was the longest streak to be in a season without a starter having an o- or a win since like 1989, I think it was like I the Baltimore it. Orioles. Um, but also if you follow baseball enough as I assume you do, Wins and losses for pitchers are starting to kind of go out the door at this point. People really don't care. It's more just ERA, your case per nine hits per nine, baseballs balls per nine, your whip, all that stuff. They don't really care about the wins and losses anymore, which for the older crowd that may be listening to this podcast, a lot of them will say, well, Randy Johnson had 25 wins and it's like, he could have 25 wins now. And I'll be honest, nobody would really care if his ERA was a three. Um, But again, When you have two teams that, for all intents and purposes, sound very similar, I feel like the keys to victory for both of our teams in this series are going to be pretty simple, right? I mean, it's like get offensive production from somewhere other than key Brian Hayes and Javier Baez, who uh, Brian Reynolds also reached base twice in this past series uh, in each of those games against the Padres, so he's finally coming along. But where do you think some of that production for Detroit could come from?
1: Well, I I mean – the, the comp with uh, with Reynolds, like you just said there, I mean, Jamer was OPSing, I, I think it was straight up 390 going into the L.A. series, um, and then he left L.A. with a couple of hits and finally hit a home run. Uh, it was like a gimme homer, a wall scraper to the corner left, but it doesn't matter, we'll take it. Um, and that like that series where he had two hits in one game and then two hits and a homer in the other. And those two games raised his OPS to like a 460. Like it's really just been rough. So I think, I mean, if that's a sign of of a a corner turning, that would be uh, a place. And Austin Meadows, like I said at the beginning, he's been the only other person outside of Javi that has been really good at the plate. So I think we're going to continue to rely on him. Uh, But I, I mean, the two biggest names are Jamer and Jonathan Scope, who have been such big keys to this offense for the last two years. And it's just really frustrating to see once we finally bring in these other pieces, we finally call up Torkelson, we sign Javi, we bring in Meadows. Like we, we make all these moves to take the next step. And then all the, the the names that you brought in are all doing really well. And the names that have been there that you want to rely on to provide more depth are – worse than they have ever been in tigers uniform so i think those two uh and then in torkelson i mean would be the big one and he uh, he got off to a slow start his first couple of games but picked it up a little bit and then uh, back to a slow start the last series or two so he's been kind of a roller coaster but just you know being a rookie whatever he'll figure it out he's looked really solid um so i think that scope and jamer especially if they keep hitting back to back for whatever reason that's probably your answer
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'm looking down here as well. You do not have to tell me anything about Austin Meadows. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with him. Yes, very fair. Um, But I do actually believe, if I'm not mistaken, and I may be mistaken on this, and Pirates Twitter will definitely let me know. I believe this is the first time Meadows will be facing the Pirates since that illustrious race trade. I am not entirely sure because I know that was a while ago, and I'm not sure how the division alignment went when we played the AL East but it's fun to see that like for you guys, you've had some new faces come in and make an impact like Austin Meadows, Eduardo Rodriguez and Baez. And even for the pirates right now, Michael Chavis came in late last year. He's been phenomenal so far. As I say, every single day, he should be the starting first baseman, but he's not, I don't know why. Uh, Daniel Vogelbach even comes over from Milwaukee. He's been doing uh, fairly well also. And then Zach Thompson, he's not been doing that great, but, He's not been doing bad like catastrophically bad, but I'm sure we'll get into more and all of that about this series as we head into the second segment. You know we both mentioned um both mentioned that we need offensive production. maybe we should go to LinkedIn to go find that offensive production. True whispering in the air to time of renewal and growth personally and professionally as your small business grows linkedin jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free create a free job post in minutes on linkedin jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people if you didn't know It's a lot of people. That's probably also how much Juan Soto's contract will be in a couple years. Um, Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash mlb That's LinkedIn.com slash mlb to post your job for free. And, of course, terms and conditions apply. And, you know, sometimes, Scott, betting on new hirees can be a gamble. But if you want to gamble on something that might be a little bit better, go to BetOnline.net. Of course, That's BetOnline right. is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. The Tigers, of course, are favored in both of these games in Comerica Park in Detroit this find Tuesday and Wednesday. But if you don't want to bet on baseball, find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's NBA and NHL playoffs and the start of the major league baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. And of course, bet online is where the game starts. And, of course, thank you for making Locked On Pirates and Locked On Tigers your first listens, respectively. Maybe you're listening to this podcast on both the channels at the same time. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts like me and Scott, are taking fans through the season like no other network, and it is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So now that I'm through that mouthful, I told you guys how to go find a job and bet on sports, um, through the beginning of the year, again, records to me at this point in the season are meaningless. I'd I say that all the time. Everybody's all hyper in Pittsburgh They're a third place team. I'm like, yeah, great. Awesome. We have not beat the Brewers or the Cardinals yet this year. And if we didn't play them, we would have a winning record. Then I'd have something to say about it. But, um, what do you think can be most improved? Of course you could say the offense again, but what do you think could be most improved all around for Detroit?
1: Well, I, I, I mean, the offense is the easy answer because it has been so rough, but I think a, a couple – the starting pitching has been rough outside of Tarek Skubal. Tarek Skubal has been sensational, and outside of that, it's been a little lackluster. And we bring in Erod, and he hasn't been terrible, but he hasn't been fantastic yet. Uh, and then uh, – I mean, honestly, I know a lot of teams have this issue, but the injury bug has bit this team very hard on top of all of that as well. Uh, Casey Mize on the I.L., Matt Manning on the I.L., uh, Tyler Alexander now on the I.L. There's three of your starter starters from your opening day rotation all on the injured list. Um, it's it's just been – it's, you know, not even to mention, you know, the Riley Green that happened in, in spring, and there, there's several – Offensive pieces as well. It's just, I, I think the one area besides the offense that the team would need to improve in is, I, I guess, depth because the the injury bug has, has bit hard, and there is clearly what has been uh, replacing that talent has not been uh, enough to win ball games lately, and I. I don't think that part is really necessarily anybody's fault. It's just part of the game; it happens, and and here we are, and we have to deal with uh, the cards that were dealt. But I, I, in reality, it's it will continue to be the offense. I mean, it's it's just leaving runners on base. You know, the the other day against the Dodgers, we left five runners on, or against the Twins rather, we left five runners on in the first two innings. Like just stuff that just can't happen, and. Mm-hmm over and over and over again, we're getting runners in a scoring position and then not bringing them in. It's just, it's very frustrating. So I think offense with runners on base is probably, I don't think there's any avoiding that. That's probably the answer still.
0: Yeah. And that's a lot of what the pirates are dealing with right now is I wouldn't say that we have a depth issue because we have plenty of pitching. It's just when your starters are only going on average about three or four, uh, four innings or two times through the order, the bullpen's doing great. Yeah, it's all fine and dandy, but you can't use them for five innings every single game. It's it's just not going to be sustainable whatsoever. And today, uh, yesterday they actually sent over um, Miguel Yajure and Sam Howard to AAA, which puzzled a lot of people because they were like, okay, well, you're using all this relief pitching and you're using your bullpen so much, you would think you would want to have the most pitchers on the roster that you could possibly have, as rosters, of course, did just uh, – stop expanding from 28 to 26 which before I keep on moving on I saw Derek Jeter on ESPN last night say that he would have 10 pitchers on a roster if he was was a A rod right or yeah it was a rod yeah Yeah. and I was like I don't know about that one pal because as soon as injuries happen that is going to get very very shaky very fast
1: yeah Uh, that's the a rod experience there
0: yeah honestly um but also too with the reliance on the bullpen is I have no issue with it. If the bullpen's going to be fine, it's going to be good. Like if it's going to keep getting you wins, let it happen. But there's also been games where the bullpen takes them out of the game because I did mention Will Crow, Bednar, and Stratton. But outside of that, Miguel Ujure was there for a minute. He didn't do that great. Contreras, who's going to be a great starter in this league at some point, was in the bullpen. It, don't, it just didn't fit for him. And then you're looking at some of the other names, Chase DeYoung, Bo Seltzer, Anthony Banda, Heath Hembry, Aaron Fletcher. Those guys just haven't done that great either. So it's like, yeah, some of your bullpen is phenomenal. Like if I see David Bednar go out, of there, uh, out there in the eighth and the ninth inning, I'm pretty confident that this team can pull out a win. But then if you're putting Heath Hembry out there, it's like, mm, kind of, you're kind of hitting a slew here. So again, I feel like these teams, and I might sound like a, um, a, record like a recording at this point over and over but it seems like they have s- mostly the same
1: issues for the most part yeah i, I mean pretty much right like there's there's a, a lack of offense and i mean for us our bullpen has been phenomenal like era wise i mean you're, you're talking about we were going going into the Dodgers series we had the lowest bullpen ERA in baseball, and we maintained that through a three game set against the Dodgers in LA. And like the bullpen had shutouts in two of the three games. Like it was, it was very, the bullpen's doing great. And I think that it's, it's, <laughs> it's just so frustrating. I, I keep saying it, I know, but it's, it's just so frustrating that this season was. You know, the first time in a very, very long time that this team has had some sort of expectations and was not expected to just intentionally try and lose for for draft picks or whatever. And we finally have expectations and have just gotten off to not a very good start. And a lot of people are frustrated, but uh, no one's frustrated with, with the bullpen. It, it's been a great part, and if we can get a lead, we can hold it, barring a absolute – circus of a final play like what happened in minnesota last week we can hold on to a game um it's just a matter of of getting enough of a lead to actually be able to have a lead to hold on to
0: yeah and i mean the pirates have had that issue as well with the starters kind of putting them in a hole early Mm -hmm. on i think they said through the first two innings they gave up the most runs in all of baseball in the first two innings when your offense isn't that potent which it it was never going to be at the beginning of the year anyway, that just spells trouble. I mean, yeah, even if it's just one run, you're still working in a one zero hole. I mean, again. Yeah, same with
1: us. We've been losing when our offense takes the plate for the first time in like half of our games this year.
0: Yeah, and it's a problem because, I mean, yeah, you can ask the bullpen to do a lot, but you can't ask them to keep you in every single game. It's just not going to happen. And for me personally, I think that's something that both of these teams – can eventually improve on I would assume so especially with the Tigers it sounds like more of a health issue for the Pirates it's more of a O'Neal Cruz is still in triple a issue so criminal I love that man yeah and uh well right now with the way he's playing it doesn't surprise me he's batting in like the low 200 so they're giving him a they're giving he's giving us a reason to put him in super two so that's kind of what's been going on there uh, but then you also still have a plethora of other guys that are going to come up at some point. So that's one thing I said, and maybe it's true for the Tigers, too. These two teams are going to look very different from the first time they meet to the second time. And for, for better or worse, I'm not sure, but they're going to definitely look very different.
1: Yeah, they are going to look uh, a lot different. And – um uh, yeah, hopefully for for our sake and your sake. Hopefully for both of our sakes, for the better. Um, there's a lot of players that I I think there's a lot, honestly, of players that that for both of us that could come up, could get moved, etc. Teams could could look a lot different the next time we play. Um, what won't look different is your love for RockAuto.com, though. That will never change and never look different. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So why endure often pointless or intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer and choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. It just doesn't make sense. You have computers. You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. 30%, 50%, 30%, 50%, saving even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business. So they've been su- serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they you know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. It's a nice move.
0: Oh, yeah. The old Snoop Dogg, the old Snoop Dogg Slim Shady move. Gotta, yes. Gotta do with uh,
1: with that, that, what you were talking about before the break, um, and, and just how different, the you know, with such a huge gap in when these two teams play each other, I mean – we're talking about, on our side, the difference between, A, uh, well, Pineda and Skubal, you're honestly probably getting two pitchers that will be in our rotation for all of the year if everything goes well. Um, but, I, I mean, on the offensive side, Riley Green is probably the biggest one. I mean, that's someone that we are definitely missing, obviously, as we've said a million times at the plate, uh, but our outfield defense has been... Atrocious. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go back. I changed my answer to what you said we could work on the most besides offense. It's absolutely the defense. The defense has been embarrassing. It has been horrific so far this year. Everybody saw the play. The Twins walk off against us where we threw the ball in the left field on the final play of the game and everything. That's like the tip of the iceberg. Uh, Every game there's an error or two. Uh, it's, it's really, really bad. So that's my answer. But back to the original question, Riley Green uh, would help us a lot defensively. And I think that's the one that most people are looking forward to a lot. So when we're talking about the how different these two teams could look, I mean, you get a trade deadline thrown in there, selling pieces off. It could look a lot different. And I think Riley Green's probably the one that most people are looking forward to.
0: But I would say with you guys as well, your division isn't that strong as of
1: right now. No, it's been horrible.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's really a possibility that you guys are still buyers at the deadline. And again, we're 20 games in. We're 20 games into the year. There's a lot to be desired for the most part. But also, when you were speaking on it, too, about how different, for like, you're going to see Riley Green and a bunch of your guys. Like, I mean, you're going to have a full year of Adley, or uh, not Adley, Rushman, Spencer uh, Torkelson at that point. And... You're going to have a full year of all this stuff going on almost at this point. Then you're going to have O'Neill Cruz for Pittsburgh, Rowenzi Contreras, Miguel Yahure, all these other guys that are just going to start flooding in here after a bunch of trades happen because it's the Pirates. Trades are going to happen with Ben Charrington. But again, I mean, we're here right now, and both of these teams have their issues. And it's fun that fans can address them. It would just be better if the team could address them. Uh, so what are some predictions that you have for this series? What do you think's going to happen uh, in this two game set? Anybody, any particular player you think might have a great series or how do you like any prediction that you have?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest one for me is that I am very, at this point, I am very confident that we are going to win Pretty much, not that we actually are, but my confidence is as such that I am confident going into every game Tarek Skubal starts that we're going to come out with a win. And I know that that won't happen every single time, but he has looked unhittable really this year. And the only reason that his most recent start, the box score looks looks a little ugly is because of the aforementioned defense was horrific behind him uh, and was extending several innings and was just a disaster, as it has been for most of our starters. Um, But Scooble has been unbelievable. He has very clearly taken another step in his development, Been a top prospect for, you know, what, two, three years now. Um, Really, really exciting. And yeah, I mean, at this point, like I said, every time he takes the mound, I, I kind of expect a win, which is it's the first time we've had a pitcher like that since we since Verlander left. Where like every time he takes the mine, I'm like, okay, I expect to win this baseball game. Um and not saying that he's at that level or anything, but it just with the confidence that comes with him. So I, I think given that you're gonna have to face him, uh I, I like us to at least take one of two. It's probably like the most confident I can possibly be given where the team is at. I, I like us to take one of two.
0: Yeah, in uh in my episode yesterday where I usually predict the week I said that I expected a split here as well. I expected a uh, just like whatever game. I wasn't going to pick which one we won. I just feel like we'll win at least one of these games. And then, of course, we play the Reds following you guys for four games, one of them being a doubleheader. So I said three out of four for that. So hopefully a good week ahead for the Pittsburgh Pirates and also hopefully a good week ahead for the Detroit Tigers, who, as you mentioned before, love talking about the MLB schedule. It's always fun.
1: Yes, it's interesting uh, for sure. <laughs> the Tigers
0: were just in Los Angeles to mm-hmm. play the Dodgers, come back home for two games against the Pirates, and then head to Houston for four games, and then come yes. back home again. Correct.
1: Yeah, I it makes like... a lot of sense uh, if you don't think about it. It's not – yeah, it's not not ideal, I, I would say. Um, I, I think with the Houston series looming and, and kind of right on the back of, of our series – I think the fan base would want to see us take both. I think that's kind of the, the, maybe not expectation. I don't think anyone's expectations are too terribly high that currently, but I, I think that that would reinstill a lot of hope in and faith w- within the season. And that we're like starting to maybe figure it out and turning a corner And this team. Isn't, you know, the worst team in baseball for the sixth year in a row. Um, I, I think that, they, uh, I think that the fan base really wants to see us take both. Um, And given that Scoogle is going to get one of them, I think that puts us in uh, a better situation than honestly, if anyone else was taking the bump for at least one of these two games.
0: Yeah. And going to your schedule again, by the way, the pirates have had a pretty simple schedule. They've had one rain out, whatever Uh, it, it happened. I just realized something while looking at the Tiger schedule that when you guys come back from Houston, you will be playing five games against the Athletics for a makeup. And one of them, the Detroit Tigers will be the road team in Comerica Park because Oakland was the home team for that game. That is phenomenal. (laughs) Imagine being a season ticket holder and you just get to go Monday Monday through Thursday and see five games. And then your team's not even the home team in one of the games. (laughs)
1: yeah yeah it's uh those are always funny to me like the like you know you see sometimes the team recommends that they switch dugouts and everything because they're like oh we're the home team now and like that that stuff always yeah that's always funny but um yeah i mean this we had a really tough may when it came to scheduling we had a really tough or april sorry we had a really tough april played a lot of really good teams um and I think that the big first half of May is very winnable. So if, you're, if you want to get the season back on track, the next two weeks is, is the time to do it for the Tigers.
0: Oh, yeah. And for the Pirates, even after this series, as I mentioned, 13 of the next 16 games are against the Chicago Cubs and the Cincinnati Reds. Wild. So we have a lot to look forward to here in the month of May. I'm not going to mention the scary Witch of the West that we also have on our schedule. Uh, this month, but I will get there when we get there. But Scott, uh, let everybody know what you got going and
1: got planned over at Locked on Tigers for the rest of the week. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll be recapping a lot more wins. Uh, That's the goal. And then I was starting to do some some prospect updates. Last season, I had like prospect Friday where we'd always end the week on doing a a recap of uh, top performing prospects throughout that week. And I think finally, now that the season's in full swing and everything, we can start getting that uh, going again as well. Um, so yeah, that's probably that's probably a game recaps and uh, and talking talking about some kids.
0: Oh yeah, well, there you go. Uh, of course, the pirates have a strong far, uh farm system to look forward to. I will be of course recapping the series alongside Scott and then I believe we are going to have Jeff Carr or uh and or his co-host over at Locked on Reds on on Thursday for the start of that series. So that'll be fun. But, Scott, it's going to be a fun little series, you know. We don't get to see each other that often being to AL and NL, but it's always fun to have these crossovers with teams that really don't play each other that much. But yeah. after this year, that changes. I think we'll be playing each other every single year, I believe, after that MLB rule, which I... Whew, that's going to be an interesting little rule, um, but I'm all here for it. I think it's going to be a fun time. It's got, it was fun time talking to you and everything, you know, uh, at least our football teams aren't rivals. Our hockey teams, on the other hand, don't play each other that often anymore either, but, but
1: don't like I each other very much. <laughs> New.
0: Awesome. But guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of Locked on Tigers and Locked on Pirates. Now that you've made us your first listen and locked on now your second listen, make sure you make Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, your third listen of the day over there at Locked on MLB, where he brings a unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. And with that said, guys, Me and Scott enjoy you guys always coming on and listening to our respective podcasts. But with that said, I will see you on the flip side.